This is from my Instagram live the other day. Check it out. Um, how many love sugar? I love sugar. Um, it's delicious. Love having sugar in my life. Um, let me know your thoughts on sugar. Do you love sugar? Are you tempted to do a sugar detox or a sugar cleanse or what else? Sugar resets, back to school, clean eating challenge, cut the sugar. I don't know what else is cool. Uh, resets, cleanses, detoxes. Those are those are the big ones. Let me know um, what are those things that you're like, oh gosh, I love having this in my life. But when I eat it, I eat all of it. So I need to cut it cold turkey. I know a lot of us think that. And it's perpetuated by stuff on social media. And we're just like, this is it. This is just my life. That's how I have, it has to be. Either I'm going to go overboard or I can't have it in my life. There's not that. There's nothing in the middle. Moderation is not something I can do. Um, awesome. So I got some people joining us. Cool. Hey, teacher man, Hannah. Great to see you guys. I got some, yes, I know that they, I know you guys are both teachers. So and it's really hard because students bring cupcakes to school. Um there's sweets in the, you know, break room. I mean, if you work in an office, the secretary has um, candy on the desk. Um, you might have, I, I had some clients that were doctors and they're like, doctors, they're like, oh, we have our, our sweets drawer. So when we're rushing around and we haven't gotten a chance to eat, we just, we just go into the sweets drawer and, you know, pull out candy bars, whatever. Um, so we all think that we're sugar addicts and we've been told we're sugar addicts. So let's talk about that word because that word addict is a big, big word. Um, and we kind of use it pretty lightly. So I am a former teacher, and I shouldn't even say that. I'm a current teacher. Um, I teach online to kids. Um, I teach and I work with adult clients. Um, I'll be a teacher for the rest of my life. And I always think about a classroom, and I think about um, the words that we use to describe students and how that affects the way that students work, how that affects the way students feel about themselves, um, and, you know, the output, what we get from our students. So if you tell a student you're the bad student. You tell a student over and over and over again, you're the bad student. That student starts to take on that identity. Whether, you know, they might be with another teacher, they're great, their behavior is great. But when they're told, I'm the bad kid, they start believing that. And then they start acting on that. And so they get into their head, I'm a bad kid. I do bad acts. You know, I get in trouble. I'm the troublesome student. Um, and they start doing those things and then it's perpetuated, right? So then you start calling out, see, I told you you were the bad student. And it's just this cycle. Kid does something bad. Teacher calls them out. Um, you know, we judge them. And I'm guilty of this. Done this a million times. This is, you know, it's one of those things where you look back and you're like, huh. I kind of did that all the time. I messed that up all the time. Um, I really, like, I really messed up. But, like, taking away that judgment and just realizing that's what was happening. A lot of times I would judge kids, like, here's something from another teacher or, you know, something happened a couple times and it's like you just have this idea in your head. You just place this identity um, of a student and then it's perpetuated over and over and over again. We see it all the time. Um, so there's this thing with sugar addiction. Right now it's super trendy for people to put on social media, you're addicted to sugar. You're addicted to sugar. And so you start telling yourself, I might have sugar, I go overboard. Every time I have cupcakes, I can't just have one cupcake. I have 12 cupcakes. And then I go and I have, you know, I, I go to the grocery store and I get a candy bar. And I go to 7-Eleven and I get um, Slurpees. And that might be true. That might be what you're doing. Because, yeah, sugar does definitely affect the way that our brain works. Anytime you have drunk food, you have processed food, highly palatable foods, foods with oil, sugar, and salt, all those delicious things, it makes it easy to just keep wanting it. Like, we want it more. 
But what also happens is when we tell ourselves the words, the, the, the thoughts that we say in our head, um, those becomes the words that we say out loud and the words we say out loud over and over and over again, that becomes our habits, that becomes our identity. So every time we tell ourselves, I can't have sugar because I'm addicted to sugar. Every time I have sugar, I go overboard. What the heck do you think is going to happen? You're going to go overboard. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're going to do those things that you say that you're going to do. This is why it is so freaking important that you get your mindset straight and you get your mindset into thinking strong, positive thoughts about yourself. That's why, you know, I post, I I used to post this a lot when I was marathon training, especially. I'm a strong runner. I can do hard things. A lot of times I didn't believe it because I had no, um, you know, I had no proof of it before I had started running, but I had to tell myself I can do hard things. I can do hard things because this is really hard. (laughs) And I need, I need that self-belief. I need to tell myself that I can do hard things, right? So that's the opposite. Like we can use our words to kind of encourage ourselves to do really hard things that we've never done before. But the words and the thoughts that we say about ourselves over and over, they can also really F us up. Every time we say, I can't handle being around sugar, we're, we're not going to be able to be around sugar. We're going to, you know, we're going to get that mindset of, I have to cut sugar completely out of my life because anytime I have a little bit of it, I go overboard. Um, and so that was what my life was. Oh, goodness. I mean, like five years ago, six years ago, I, time is getting fuzzy, but I would eat sweets and then I would just want more sweets. And then it would be, you know, Friday night would be a mess. Saturday would be a mess. Sunday, let's, you know, let's eat all of this food. Let's eat all of these sweets. Let's eat all of this crap. Get it out of the house because we're starting our diet on Monday. And on Monday, I'm only going to eat clean foods. I'm only going to eat healthy foods. All right, cool. That works for like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You're like, crap, I had a really crappy day at work. Let me just pick something up. Let me pick up something that has sugar or has oil or salt. And so I kept doing that. And that's how I gained, you know, 25, 30 pounds. I don't know how much I gained. Um, there were times that I just felt so uncomfortable in my skin. I stopped getting on the scale because it was, it was just uncomfortable. But so, right. So I'm in this cycle of, you know, eating crappy foods. And then I went to the complete opposite that, you know, opposite the extreme, right? The pendulum. So on the one side, we're not eating or we're eating all of the crap. We're not taking care of our body. We're not listening to those signals that our body has given us because we're eating all of these highly palatable foods. And then I swing to the other side. I'm not having any of that crap. I'm not having any processed food. I'm not having any sugar, any oil, any salt. I'm not eating any processed food because I'm an addict. And if I have any of that, I'm going to binge. And so those are the things that I was telling myself. If I have any processed food, I'm going to binge. So let me completely cut it out of my life, cold turkey, not doing it anymore. And then what happens, right? We're at this end. We're on one extreme. We're going to swing to the other end. I'm going to have a little bit. And now I'm going to binge because I've already told myself I'm a binge eater. I told myself that over and over. If I have a little bit, I'm going to binge. Um, self-fulfilling prophecy. Did exactly, did exactly the things that I was telling myself over and over and over again. I had no other choice. There's no way that could have turned into a, you know, a strong Jacqueline moment where Jacqueline's not binging on food. The only thing I was telling myself over and over was that I'm a binge eater. If I have a little bit of sugar, if I have a little bit of salt, if I have a little bit of processed food, I'm going to binge on it. That's what happened. So that carried on for goodness. I mean, that's like when I, when I first did whole 30 and you know, I was afraid of food. If I have a little bit of it, I'm going to gain this weight back that I lost. Cool. So I thought, I really thought in my head, I'm just never going to have sugar again. I'm never going to eat processed foods. And that's cool until you realize 
there is no freaking way to be a normal human, to be a normal eater and go out with friends and go with your boyfriend to a bar or go to a freaking wedding or go to a family party without being that weird girl that has food issues. And so that's like, that's the new identity I took on. I'm that weird girl that has food issues. I can't go to social situations because I'm afraid of the food that's there. So what do I do? What are my options? Go and not eat anything and be that weird girl go and binge on everything and be that girl that, you know, gosh, get your shit together or don't go. So none of those three options are really fun or going and not getting to eat anything and feeling deprived, um, going and eating everything and feeling like crap the next day or not going at all and missing out on those fun social occasions. Like what the hell are we doing on this planet? We can't go to do fun things. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I have some friends on here that they've seen this. They see, they've seen me go to a restaurant and sit there like this, like, I don't know what to order. Because if I have something that's not on my plan, I'm going to gain back this weight. And, like, all of these thoughts, like, these self-hatred thoughts going through my mind and just being a nervous wreck and not being fun to hang out with. It is not fun to hang out with someone that is stressed the fuck out about everything happening in life. It's not fun. Um, I don't think I was a fun person for several years like the pet like probably from the time I was like 30 to I don't know 31 32 like it wasn't fun life was not fun because I was so stressed out about food and afraid if I have anything that might be fun I have any alcohol I'm gonna go overboard if I have any sugar I'm gonna go overboard cool is that the life I want to live but when you do one of these extreme diets, you're just thinking about 30 days. You're just thinking about your body. You're just thinking about, I got to get skinny. I got to lose this weight. I got to do whatever it is. And you're not thinking about, huh, the things I'm doing are not sustainable. They're going to mess with my mind. So I'm only thinking about my body and I'm not even thinking about my mind. I'm not thinking about my mental health, my social, emotional health, you know, being a social person. I'm not even thinking about those things. I'm really freaking obsessed with being skinny and that's all that matters to me that is all that matters to me was I need to be skinny and honestly you know I did lose weight but I never got to be a size zero I never got to be a size two a size four I'm like a six eight you know and it's fine I'm totally comfortable with where my body is but it's like I deprived myself so much and I never got to be this idea this you know perfect I never got to that place where, you know, this perfect idea of what I thought my body would look like if I cut all of this crap out because I, you know, I ended up binging on it. So it's just like the shit we say to ourselves matters. And what is the freaking point of losing weight if you do it in a way that's not sustainable or it makes you more stressed out about life? Like forget, you know, the health part. Like, yeah, it would be great if all we ever ate was, um, organic vegetables, um, grass-fed meat, um, you know, like, and we only had a little bit of fruit, and we didn't have a lot of bit of fruit, that would be great, wonderful, what, like, what is that like, you can't go to a wedding, like, all of the food we had at our wedding would not be able to consume any of that, um, and, you know, anytime I go on a trip, and, you know, we go to another country, would not be able to consume any of that food because of the ingredients, so what, what's the point, like, what is the point, what enjoyment am I getting out of cutting sugar out of my life. Now, again, going back to the the other extreme, that doesn't mean like being on a, not being on a diet does not mean that we are consuming a ridiculous amount of sugar and that we are consuming those processed foods nonstop. That's not it. We're so used to thinking black and white. We're so used to thinking we're either on a diet or we're off of a diet. And we don't know what is that middle thing? Like, where is that in the middle? 
Like, what was that like when we were little kids? You know, we didn't have sugar issues when we were little kids. We didn't have, you know, these issues that we develop as adults. We weren't thinking these things about our bodies when we were little kids. Maybe some of us. I think the first time I thought it was fat was third grade, so it starts early. But um, there's there is time in our life that we didn't have these issues. What's that like? What's that like to be, you know, seven years old? years old how can we get back to that place where we do eat really good foods you know we are taking care of our body but also we have a little bit of you know maybe not so healthy not so clean not so perfect foods and we're okay what's that like and i'll tell you it's really fun it's really really fun it brings so much joy to my life to be able to be around um not so perfect foods and trust myself. And that's what it comes down to is learning to trust yourself and learning to take care of your body and give a shit. Um, and I, I think that that's so important because the giving a shit about your body doesn't mean being on a strict diet. That's not what it means. Giving a shit about your body, um, means, you know, fueling it with really awesome foods and also enjoying life, enjoying, enjoying the imperfect parts of life and trusting yourself. When you get to a place that you trust yourself, you actually end up taking care of your body better than when you're in this deprivation, reset, cleanse, whatever, perfection with food mode. Um, so how did I get there? How did it, cause it wasn't, it didn't happen overnight. Like it doesn't happen. Like I binge on everything. Now I deprive on everything and I binge on everything. Okay. Now I'm here in the middle. What I did was I started having single serving things. So, you know, I binged on pizza. I decided I wanted to have pizza in my life without binging on it. I started making single serving pizzas. You know, I would binge on ice cream, donuts. We used to live right across the street from Stan's Donuts. I would have like, like not even kidding. We would spend $40 on donuts because they're like $4 donuts. We spent $40 on donuts. They would be gone in a night. They're delicious donuts. <laughs> How does it make my body feel? Well, I obviously was not giving a shit about my body when I'm consuming six donuts. You know, we would split it in half because you know, I try them all. Um, obviously not giving a shit about my body when I'm consuming that. So what I started to do was I wasn't ready to have, we I was not ready to have, you know, big packages of donuts in the house. But yeah, we got some donut fans. Um, what did I start doing? I started making single serving desserts. So I started mixing protein powder, um, like a chocolate protein powder with almond milk. And I would make these little single serving brownies. And it was like, it was like a safe dessert for me. It was single serving. It was filling protein. You know, it's, it fills us up. It's satiating. Um, so I would start doing that and that helped me feel safe. And that helped me, you know, say, Hey, you know, I just had this single portion. There's a little bit of sugar in it. There's a little bit of sweet in it. Um, that's enough. And like, honestly, like really evaluating what does that feel like when my body is full? What does that feel like to notice my body is full and I'm actually going to say that's enough and I'm not going to keep eating? What does that feel like? Because it's been so long because I've either been eat, 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 or be perfect and not listen to my body both times, depriving, not listening to my body, uh, binging, not listening to my body. So let me get this in the middle. What does that feel like? What does that physically feel like? Oh, there's one thing I noticed. Um, I take a deep breath when I'm eating. I notice like, oh, um, I'm eating this pizza. I'm taking a deep breath, you know, and there's a split second. Should I finish all of this? Huh, I just took this deep breath. Let me notice. Oh, yeah, my stomach's kind of full. If I keep eating, I'm going to feel like shit. Maybe I'll stop. Maybe I'll stop. And that way, in a couple of hours, I'm going to have, you know, some sort of sweet. And I'm not going to feel like shit. And I'm going to be able to wake up tomorrow morning. And I'm going to feel great. I'm going to be able to go and do things. And I'm not going to be, you know, feeling like crap.
giving a shit about my body, giving a shit about how my body feels. And so those are the things that I did single portions. And so I have a couple ideas for single portion desserts. So yeah, the protein powder, or I would mix it. Um, I would make, I would mix protein powder with almond milk and I would take like random toppings and put it on there. So sometimes I would crunch up like a couple potato chips and it would be this like, uh, raw brownie slash potato chip mixture or, and I just, that sounds gross. Or I would crumble up a couple of pretzels and put that on there or like sea salt. And I would put that on there. Sometimes I would take vanilla protein powder or peanut butter protein powder and mix it with almond milk and put a couple of sprinkles of chocolate chips. And then it would be like a little dip for, um, apples. So those were like the healthy, that was like the first thing I did was those healthy desserts. And honestly, there were so many times, um, that cause I, issues with Whole30, I would sit there and I would think, Melissa Hartwig, who was the creator of Whole30, I would be so afraid, like, oh gosh, Melissa's probably going to, probably disappointed me. I could hear, oh gosh, you know, I shouldn't be doing this because Melissa said I couldn't do it. And then I was like, why the fuck do I care what this lady on the internet that does not know me, does not know me, wrote this program, does not know me, why do I care what the hell she thinks about the way I eat? Why do I care? Why do I keep worrying about her? She's not my mom, not my friend, not anyone I know. And I did this, and it messed with my head, so why don't I stop? I actually stopped following Whole30. Anything that had to do with Whole30 or paleo or cleanses or diets, unfollowed everyone on social media because I did not need that in my head. And, like, that's dumb that I had to get over having a little, like, having a healthy dessert at night and feeling guilty about that. That is so dumb. But, you know, we learn. Um... Yeah, so Tina said, I put my fork down in between bites to help me slow down eating, gives my stomach time to tell my head a full. Exactly. Noticing those signals. I love this. Ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down. I love that. Um, and that's the thing about those foods. A lot of foods is we're so used to anything that has oil, sugar, or salt, it's really easy to eat, and that's why it's really easy to overeat, but it doesn't mean that we have to completely cut it out. It's just taking those practices and practicing it, and that's it. It's practice. So the, I didn't go from being this... Um, okay, I'm not going to binge anymore to never binging. Um, there were plenty of times that I messed up, noticed how my body felt, noticed, huh, I'm supposed to get up and run tomorrow. I can't do that because I just sabotaged my progress. Instead of starting a sugar detox, I'm going to practice doing this again. And that's what it is. It's practice. Anytime we do something, it's practice. I, I'm not big on yoga, but I love what people say about yoga. Anytime you go to yoga, it is practicing yoga. You never get to be this high master of yoga. It is literally just practicing it. Everyone is practicing. Everyone is at different stages. Everyone is helpful. Everyone messes up. Everyone practices. And that's this idea. I love this. We're coming to this middle where we're practicing. Sometimes we might go a little bit overboard, and that's okay. We're going to practice, and we're not going to judge ourselves. We're not going to be mean. We're not going to tell ourselves that we're an idiot, because what does that do? It ruins our relationship with our body and with our mind. We're not going to do that. We're just going to practice. So um, what did I talk about? Almond butter or uh, protein powder. Um, what are the desserts? Oh, and then I started buying, like, single-serving ice cream bars. That was a good one for me. Now, um, I mean, now we can have sweets in the house. And then the other thing, too, is I got to a point where I was like, <laughs> we're traveling a lot. And I also started working for a company that had a lot of food. And I was like, I need to get over this shit. Like, this has been going on way too long. I need to get over this shit. Um, I need to be comfortable with food because if I go to my parents' house, I want to be able to be at my parents' house without binge eating. I want to be able to do this. I want to be um, this food again. Like, that's. This is dumb. Like, get over this shit. And so it took time, a lot of practice. And even now, it's still practice. But now it's like, um, yeah, we have ice cream in the freezer. Didn't eat all of it. Um, 
calories, but for me, it helps me to just know if I pick out a dessert that's around 200 to 300 calories, and that's my dessert, and I would delay gratification. So that meant there were times that someone might offer me a donut, and I'd be like, mm, that's okay, I'm going to have my single-serving dessert at night, and I knew I was fine. I knew that I was going to be able to have that sugar at the end of the night after dinner when I wanted it. I could say no thanks to, you know, the offerings of sugar throughout the day. Um, but now I'm at a point, you know, it didn't happen overnight, but now I'm at a point, like, I had gushers with my lunch today, like, because I'm 12, and we went to Mario's Italian Ice, which is a very famous um, Italian Ice place here, um, and oh, my sister, oh, listen, I'll save that for, um, I have a webinar next week, I'm going to save that story, but um, when I went out to dinner one time with my aunt and being afraid of sugar, but um, it didn't happen overnight, but now it's like, I, I had those gushers today, I had that Italian Ice, um, and it's like, I, I don't know, I don't think I need dessert tonight. I had that. I feel good. I feel fine. Um, and it didn't start this, oh, and now I'm going to binge. I, you know, I, I have to up my diet. Now I'm going to eat all the sugar everywhere. I'm not telling myself that. There is no, you know, I'm not doing the good and bad, the clean and dirty. It's just, oh, I had, you know, a delicious treat mid-afternoon. I think I'm good. I'm taking care of my body. I don't need to have more sugar tonight. I'm good. Like, and that's a good place to be. I'm good. I enjoyed that, you know, that special treat, but I'm good where I am at. Whew, I'm sweating, you guys. But, so if you, if you are struggling with sugar addiction, please, step one, stop telling yourself that this is not, that, it, that you're struggling with it. Tell yourself, this is something that I'm practicing. Everything I do, everything that I mess up, I'm just practicing. And start talking to yourself in a way, you know, that you're, it's a growth mindset. You're thinking about your mistakes and you're thinking about them as part of your journey, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. And stop being so mean to yourself. Stop putting yourself down. Stop telling yourself that you're that bad kid at school. Start talking to yourself in a way that you would talk to your best friend. Um, but guys, I have more information, uh, my breaking up with food, perfect, food perfection course, it opens up Friday, I'm so freaking excited about this, I've been working on this for the last three months, and it opens up Friday, we are going to be working.